Hey, dude, do you like giant crabs? I like eating crab. Oh, then you must like the, the Macrotera, because there's plenty of crabs here to sink your teeth into. Plenty gonna... of crabby plot. I'm going to date this right fucking now and just preface it that if this was recorded on any other day, I would like this episode more. We're recording this technically the day of the election of the United States it election. It is 6 a.m. Central Time. The calm before the storm, as a lot of people have been joking about on Twitter, but mm-hmm. I'm getting sick of. Anyway, sorry to date this. No, it's um, fine. Vamp for a second. I have to take some... I wasn't apologizing to you. I was apologizing to the fucking people listening to this. I don't care about you. Um, so... <laughs> mm. Episode thing. Wow. I, I say that to the, the one person in my life who I care about more than anyone else. <laughs> so, episode thirty-four, the Macra Terror. We yeah. we last met our people looking out at the time scanner, and they saw a crabby, crabby claw. They saw a crabby patty. So, what happened from there, dear? Um, before I start, can I just say I feel like. The Doctor Who podcast is just slowly opening a window to everybody else about what our friendship actually is. Well, it's also like I, I, I feel like like I I did warn you about how political, doc, like subtly oh, no, political, Doctor Who gets. I'm okay like, with it. If not if today, the climate, if the climate wasn't like this, it would be I, perfectly fine. No, the climate can be like this. That's one of those things that, like, yeah, like, I, I'm okay with consuming that type of media and confronting it and being like, okay, this is literally just saying this is happening. Do something about it. Like, I get that. Right now, at 5 a.m. on election day, fuck that. <laughs> anyway, the Macrotera, we're animated. I, yeah, it was 3D animated. Yeah, all four episodes are lost, lost so we have animation and... Uh, it's this one was released in 2019, so it's mm-hmm. uh, they've improved a lot over the years. It's got some 3D in it, so it's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, budget. Also, Polly has short hair, and I didn't realize she did from last episode. I'll but explain she does. that in a bit. I'll explain it in a bit. She does. Uh, they're checking a, a time scanner, and they're like, "It's not really reliable, but there's a claw, and there's a new title screen, but also it's not because it's animated." So. Oh. And there's a heartbeat sound, and we zoom in on a door, and we see a man with the bowl cut, who I'm just going to, throughout the episode, just call bowl cut. And we see a face on a TV, on a TV screen, looking down at him, and the man seems scared, and there's a party going on, and people are doing a marching line. Marching line. And there's a blank TV screen there, while everyone jokes around and talks together, and two people walk in, and one's a pilot, and apparently it's a festival. And, and dear falls asleep. Listen, we've been recording all night, okay? And if you don't succeed, try, 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 try again. And Medoc, we love to work. known as Bullcut, runs in and runs away, refusing treatment. And he's now running through some sand, and some guards with guns chase after him. And Hello. he did, but he does a good hide, and he's okay. And then. The TARDIS swoops in and lands in on a cliff near him. And Jamie walks out with a stick and Ben scares the fuck out of him. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I I so am starting to dislike Ben and it sucks because I liked him at first. Hey, um, he's gone soon, don't worry. 
The doctor, hell yeah. The doctor comes up and goes, no, it's the crabs are too big. Don't worry about it. And Bullcut <laughs> comes up. And then Ben just fucking spears tackles him. And then the gunmen walk up with, to the scene and go, hey, thanks for doing that. We'll take him from here. And the pilot of the colony wants to thank the doctor and them. And for a split second, I was wondering if they were riding on top of a giant crab. Honestly. I mean, mood. <laughs> I don't want to be riding on a giant crab. Um, is it a violent crab? Giant. Uh, is it a giant violent crab? Listen, crabs are only violent if you touch them. Hmm. So the doctor tastes the air and goes, this is like Earth, because I guess so. And then the police leader goes, hi, I lead the police, follow me. And they're like, okay. And there's some weird music singing over the speakers, and it was really fucking annoying, and there's a reason for that. And the doctor crew comes in, and apparently Bullcut is really disturbing, and everyone's excited to get food, but they're like, mm, no, we're not feeding you. We'll refresh your mind and body. And they switch on... Oh my god, I'm sorry. The big TV and say hello to the crew, and beep boop, he says hello, treat them nice, and the pilot hands off the supervisor, and everyone's super happy. And there's steam baths and beauty treatments and they can clean their clothes. And the doctor fucking hates cleaning his clothes, apparently. He uh, does. Uh, he likes uh, his clothes. I, they could be cleaned. Apparently something is happening in the collie, but everyone's brainwashed. Bullcut's old friend keeps talking to them about what's happening. And there's creatures infest infesting the thing at night. And the doctor's right. sneaking around, looking at posters, talking to Bullcut as they take him away. And he, he, like, follows them, but then a woman comes up and goes, like, what are you doing? He's like, uh, don't worry about it. And she leaves. And the doctor finds Bullcut in the prison and sets him free. And then Bullcut just fucking escapes again. And so the doctor just yep. sits in the jail cell going, hey, like, I just wanted to talk to him. And he fucking, like, booked it. Like, fuck him. And they want to take the doctor prisoner, but everyone's like, nee, it's okay. Um, so they get taken to the labor center to learn about Bullcut. And uh, the controller comes and, in to say, bitch, get out, uh, get back to work, and it's well, a privilege okay. controller to work. Doesn't, controller doesn't come in, he appears on the screen. Yes, controller only appears on the screen. Yes. It's it's the big face on the TV. Um, yes. It's a privilege cough, to work- Cough, cough, <sighs> big brother. It's a privilege to work for the colony, and everyone works around the clock, and they tap and refine gas for many things- but there's emergency, but work must be done, and the doctor fucks off and meets up with Bullcut, calling him rude. The creatures move at night. They're horrible, giant insect-like things with big claws. Anyone who sees one and talks about it gets put in the hospital by controller's orders to be reprogrammed. Oh my god, basically. And the wa doctor walks up and he's tooting on his recording recorder while the warning goes off and anyone who wanders around the call at night will be killed. And so they go, okay, go to bed. And they're like, all right. Um, and then the doctor instantly leaves when given a chance to go look at the big TV who says don't go outside. And then he just goes outside. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the doctor. He does not fucking listen to like rules. Yeah. If someone tells him don't go outside, he's like, okay. And then that very night, he'll go outside. <laughs> yeah. So, Bullcut is also sneaking around in the dark, and the plan is to shoot to kill anybody out here. And the doctor shows up behind Bullcut, and then they inspect the houses that Bullcut and the doctor are hiding in. 
So the doctor's crewmates, or the doctor creates a, wow, a diversion for Bullcut to escape, but then he sees something and there's a big old crab wandering into the area. Oh no. Wabby Patty. End of episode. Okie dokie. So, the Machra Terra. So, I want to ask you a question, dear. Hmm. Where do you think they got the idea? Don't, don't, not like, not plot wise, but where do you think they got the rough idea of like giant crabs and stuff and something to do with a civilization with crabs? Atlantis. Sure. So, uh, Jerry Davis. <laughs> okay. Who? <laughs> oh, you know, Jerry Davis. Uh huh. It's just, it's like fucking. <laughs> so the right. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Is this the ending to the anime podcast all over again? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no. So, Jerry Davis, who's the story editor of Doctor Who, that's. He's like the one that lives and dies on. Like, he's the script editor. He decides whether a script's gonna go or whether it's good or not. He was talking to Ian Stewart Black, who wrote this episode, who also wrote The War Machines, if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good episode. Uh, he was... They, they were thinking... They were looking at a chart on a wall of all the monsters they had done so far on the show. And basically, uh, he went to Ian Stewart Black and went, we need something else. We need something we haven't done. They noticed a lack of any sort of spiders. They drew up a plan involving mind control and superficially happy planet. Mm-hmm. But aside from the possibility of Stan Lee suing them, uh, the spider-based script was considered way too close to the Zabi from the web planet if you remember that episode yeah uh so they they were like well there's a spider crab and it's it's because it's called like that because it's got a big hand and it was discovered by a german so they were like hey maybe we could just like make it like this instead and it's like all they needed to do was make one the size of a family car which Uh is what they did um uh so yeah we'll get into the themes of this episode later on because Uh woof (laughs) Mm. um but so this is the first episode to have the new title sequence um fun fact it's also meant to have the new theme tune but uh due to just a production error that doesn't actually come in until the next episode so whoops um Uh, also, working titles for this one were The Spider-Men, The Insect-Men, and just simply The Macras. Mm-hmm. Episode 2, dear, what happens? Mm, well, Bullcut is freaking out and saying everyone knows it's real, we saw it, so they have to listen to us because that's how it works. And the Macras here, the doctor is threatened with the stick and then searched and fuck the police and... Pilot is taking notes about things about the colony, and then he gets a call, and he's like, don't talk to me if it's an emergency, and he's like, it's an emergency. And he's like, I don't think... He he doesn't... Doctor doesn't think Bullcut is a dangerous man. He doesn't hallucinate. He sees things that everybody else should see, and then goes to explain something before being interrupted. And then Bullcut comes in and says, I've changed my mind, actually, to what I said. The doctor wasn't helping me. He was trying to get me to get myself in. So he's fine. And they're like, okay, I believe you. 
And then bowl cut is to be corrected again, and everyone needs to be the same and obedient. A light flashes on something, and the face comes in to talk, and the crew is to become one of the colony and to start the brainwashing. And then the macra that aren't real says the face, believe me. He's also screaming this, by the way. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? He's literally like, they aren't real! They aren't real! Like, really fucking pushing it. Everyone is being brainwashed as they sleep and will be given some work to do. But Jamie wakes up and looks around confused before trying to wake up Ben. And Jamie heard the voice before and it's really weird, but it's an evil voice. And Ben already evil. knows th that it's he needs to go back to sleep because they have work in the morning. And Jamie's like, what? And he's like, yeah, we got work in the morning. They're like, uh... And then his face gets all wriggly because of the sleeping gas, but it just kind of... St stays there and he's not really affected by it he's just kind of like hanging out Maybe. and then the doctor walks in and explodes the speakers in their bedroom and Polly's like I don't know what you're talking about and then he's like forget your dreams cause yeah that works uh, he he touches the wall a bunch looking for a wire and then Ben's like, don't break the law. And then Ben's the only one who's fucking insane already because of Wait, course. so are you saying Ben has been dun 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 washed? Yes. Oh no. I, I, would, I would reprimand you, but I do not have the energy for this right now. This episode took everything from me. Oh, it's I, about to get worse. <laughs> Polly and Jamie stop him, but he just kind of fucks off, um, and he's like, I'm gonna get the police, and the police come in like, hi, bitch, what's up? And the doctor oh, well. really should be taken to the hospital for correction, and we see Bullcut struggling to fight the brainwashing, so, like, you know what, let's just send everybody to the pits. Polly is upset that, uh, Ben did his duty, and then fucks off, and then Ben follows her, and we see a giant crab silhouette walk past Polly, and... Then Ben is looking around for her, and then Polly sees the big crab, and she screams, and she tries to show Ben, and he's like, I can't see it, and then it literally just attacks them and, like, picks her up, tries to eat her, everyone's freaking out, um, the eyes light up, which is an interesting addition, and Ben grabs a piece of wood and smacks it, it against her, its legs, and the crab leaves, and they stand there crying for a while, and- yeah. While they stand there crying, the crab just literally walks back up. <laughs> they literally had enough time to come back. And then we find out there's also multiple cribs, and Ben is going to be a distraction while Polly runs, but then it doesn't really work. And Jamie and the doctor are hanging out with the pilot and are going over, and they break his wall speaker, too. And Ben comes in with Polly somehow without really explaining how they got away. Um, and they have to report something. And Ben finally brings up there's no such thing as the macro again. There's no such thing. The colony is a happy place. And the controller, the controller is calling and he's like, yeah, no, Polly hallucinated. And then the pilot mentions he's totally real and not an all at fake at all fake controller. And that you could talk to him if you like. And they're like, yeah, sure. And so they call him, but he's an old man. And looks nothing like the face on the TV, and he's scared. And he's like, 
uh, should I speak? And they're like, yes, you should speak, blah, 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 you're the controller, and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll do whatever you say if you want me to be the controller. Being really obvious. And then we see some crab silhouettes on top of him, and then they attack him and eat him. And I then... just sent you a picture of what it looks like <sighs> in the actual episode, not animated. Uh... Okay. Um, and then the, everybody's screaming, and then the pilot sends everyone away to the pits. And that's it. That's the episode. Yeah. So I've also sent you another picture of what uh, the controller looks like, the picture of him, with the security guard. Uh-huh. He's a big boy. He's yeah, a big boy. F- yeah, um, fuck that security guard. Yeah, he's a bit of a Mussolini, huh? <sighs> Sorry. So. <laughs> uh, the Macra are a very, very weird Doctor Who monster they're not that popular but they actually have the third longest interval between consecutive appearances by any character or alien in the franchise history of about 40 years uh so 40 years after this episode is their second appearance in the show which is in a the 90s a kind of a, no no in the, the 2000s. 2000s yeah because this is the yep, 70s in, now do you remember an episode with Martha called Gridlock, where they're in New New York City and there's cars everywhere and cars go like one meter every day, essentially? I think so. There's a cat people. Yes, uh, so I do. Basically, at the bottom of that motorway, there's a bunch of gas and there's Macra living at the bottom. So yeah. anyone who goes down to the car le- carpool lane gets killed by Macra. Yeah. Uh, the doctor kind of references this in that... The Macra used to be uh, empire builders. They used to be absolute evil, empirical uh, beings, but living down there, they'd been reduced to nothing but beasts. Uh, So it's like, well, okay. Um, Kind of a fitting end for them, really. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, The only other two that have had the largest so far, because... Hey, they could bring back anything they fucking want. The show's still going, technically. Uh, is Gridlock uh, was two... also the face of Bo or whatever the fuck, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, don't worry, we'll get to that in about two years' time anyway. Oh, um, God. <laughs> it's it's only been overtaken by two other aliens that we'll get to in time. One that we'll get to later, before the end of the year, and another when we hit the 70s. Good times. Um... So, also, when do you think this is time-wise? Like, if I had to ask you, what year do you think this is based in? 2020. Uh, no. This isn't The Power of the Daleks. Uh, a random sort of books uh, that are kind of not really canon arbitrarily give this a date of 2366. Mm. Uh, get it? Because 1966 it's 400 ah. years in the future, essentially. Um, ah. Uh, because apparently their justification was it's a time when Earth's colonies are remote and the level of technology isn't that high. So it's like, well, it can't be that far in the future. Yeah. Um, even though, wow, surprise. Uh, also, okay, so the brainwashing scene is kind of different in the original episode. There's another scene where they kind of go through like a, a 
tumbling i think it's called like tumbling or something like that Mm -hmm. um where they essentially like change their clothes and everything and get them ready for the the colony uh that's when polly gets her hair cut but Mm. the animation they decided to cut that scene instead and just have polly's hair short from the beginning uh Mm -hmm. which creates a continuity error between episodes but they don't really care and to be honest, it would have cost them a lot of money to have two models of Polly. So I understand, and yeah, it's not that big a deal. Um, I like how Polly's honest. a model, not a haircut anymore. She's Polly Model A and Polly Model B. Are you saying that I'm objectifying women? Might be. <laughs> You can tell where I am today. I'm talking about it purely from an animation standpoint. No, I know, I know. You fucking piece of shit. Yes, I know. Um, (laughs) I was gonna make a joke about, I'm not sexist because of that, I'm sexist because of this, but I was like, I didn't even want to make that joke. No, don't. (laughs) No. Um, Not today. Anyway, what happens in the next episode, dear? Um, So everybody's sent to the pit to the... Uh, for the pit of labor to explore the gas reserves but Ben sticks around because he used to report anything that's sus as fuck like if somebody vents and the doctor hates the fucking rhyme in the song they hear because it's a travesty and it's a gas mine and the doctor is very upset that he was cold old and Bullcut is here because he's hopeless and they're in the danger gang bruv bruv danger gang Watch the let's. movie podcast. Anyway, Doctor is... Super- <laughs> we don't make 9-11 jokes on it. <laughs> Unlike apparently the anime podcast. Oh my god, I don't know why we're so fucking crazy today. The Doctor is a supervisor of the Danger danger Gang, but it's also, it's given to Polly, and then back to Jamie, and Jamie's like, you know, just fucking, you know, do the thing. And they're like, okay, everybody, time to put on your mask. Yep. And then, no, the the best thing is when they're like, okay, you'll be supervisor then, Doctor, and they give him a a clipboard and then they're like everyone put on your mask and they go down and then the doctor was like oh I thought I, I, I would want a mask mm-hmm. and that's when I broke out laughing and Dio was like I fucking hate you yeah yeah um, I'm sorry I mean the it's not my fault you have literally seen how I wrote the last paragraph of notes like yeah, there's like five yeah, lines honest, honestly are... if you haven't been able to see the notes you really should see the notes for this one Dear is um Done. Uh, how should I say, uh, flown over the cuckoo's nest? <sighs> so, apparently Jamie is going to kill Ben if he gets caught. Because Jamie is just going to fucking murder him. Because the doctor's like, I know you're spying, spying on me. And there's a gas strike something. And a lot of gas is coming out into the mask now. And they have to get a tube over it. So Polly eats shit and trips. And then is sent away. Um, while they try to help get the tube on and we see a crab is watching the doctor learn about gas and we see the doctor doing some science and then the pilot walks in to watch him and this fucking scene goes on so much longer than it should have oh my god it is literally just the doctor writing on a whiteboard that's it clear it goes on like a minute longer but like the gag at the end of it's worth it in my opinion 
Well, there's multiple gags in the underwear, really. Okay, well. And he's apparently so smart, he figured out the formula in his head. And the pilot's like, how did you do that? That's weird. He's like, I'm so smart, you're saying it's right. And he's like, yeah, all right, cool. I give myself an 11 out of 10 instead. So back in the mines... Side to side. Got your pickaxe swinging from side to side. Side to side to side to side to side side to side side to side side to side and side to side. That's actually in my notes. Oh, of course. But then Jamie finds a door that no one can open, and then Bullcut is doing some shit, and then a guy comes up and he's like, "Let me look at this thing," and then faints because there's some gas, and he wasn't wearing a mask. And then Jamie takes his keys. So they open the door and Jamie leaves and then Polly just kind of fucks off and Jamie's yep. like, all right, bye. And a bell goes off and they're like, oh no, someone escaped. That's not possible. And so Bullcut is like, oh shit, he escaped and follows Jamie. And the dude realizes, oh no, I lost my keys. Gotta check the old shaft. And Bullcut is going after Jamie and sees a crab and, ha! Ah! He's dead. Ha! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good editing. He's like... Like, Meldok is, like, running. He's like, huh, huh, huh. he sees the crab, and then it just goes, ah! And it cuts, like, immediately. And it's like, oh, yeah. uh, oh okay. <laughs> he's he's yeah. dead. Um, So Jamie hears it, and he's just like, what was that? And then nobody can go to the, the new shafts or whatever because it's forbidden ground. And Control is using the old shaft. And Ben did see Jamie take the keys, but he didn't report it. But he doesn't know why, though. And Jamie is doing a done and finds Bullcut goggles and also finds a giant crab. And Jamie he tries to report hi- the body, though, which is a bit sus. Yeah. Um, Jamie tries to hide behind a wall in plain sight, and it works for a little bit. And then the doctor's mixing some stuff. <sighs> And he's hoping whatever he makes is really lethal, and <laughs> the liquids he puts into this open container turn into a gas that he, without putting a lid on, just puts in his pocket. Well, here's the thing. If it's creating a gas, if you put a lid on it, and like, and you're putting it away for a certain amount of time, it's just going to keep building gas until... Yeah, it oh. would expand, but like, also, I just... Mm, there's a lot to unpack there. <sighs> Listen, the doctor likes to live dangerously, dear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the receptionist comes in to check on Ben, and she's like, Hey, are you okay? Take this red pill. And Jamie's still hiding and sneaking around. And then the alarm bell stops, and they're like, Oh, I guess Jamie's dead. And Jamie's <laughs> fucking booking it, and Ben is reporting to the old pilot about the shit, and they talk to Control about it. And the guards apparently need to get the fuck out of the old shaft uh, because they're not allowed down there. And they're going to pour gas as the super value that they super value into the shaft because capitalism and the gas probably helps the crabs, to be honest, like a white woman's husband after taco night. And the Jamie is running from more crabs and there's a door here, too. And the doctor's looking at the pipes, like, hmm, where does this go? And then they pump the gas, and Jamie's, like, being a piece of shit, and <laughs> being a fucking COVID hoaxer, and not putting his mask back on. And the doctor's, like, cool, uh, pipe stuff, and then he fucks around, and then Jamie finds another door, but then some cummies drop down on him, and he's surrounded by Krebs, and then that was the episode. I'm pretty much reading my notes line for line now. 
I know. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> would you like to know what Jamie's actor, Fraser Hines, thought of the macro? Do I have a choice? I mean, if you don't want to hear it, I just won't say it. What, what did he think of them? Oh, he just he he decided to just call them straight up rubbish. Oh. So he would just refer to them as rubbish as they were recording and everything. I I love Fraser Hines. He's great. He's on Twitter still too. And he hmm. likes uh, talking to fans and stuff. So is Annika Wills actually. Um, oh. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so okay, we'll get into this now. We'll get into the story behind what's actually Wait, going on here. Are you telling me that there's maybe okay. a reason why I feel upset? Okay, dear, I have to ask this question on camera, even though there's uh, no camera. Do you know what holiday camps are? No. Okay, so I I love this definition that's in this book. Uh, holiday camps, for anyone who isn't British over 35 and from a proletarian background the entire concept is alien and nothing more than the subject of baffling sitcom Heidi High but it's unavoidably what this story is about so okay let's try to explain for the sake of young people and not we what would happen is this small townships of chalets uh, low stacked low rise uh, really cheap block of flats would be constructed somewhere close to the seaside then there'd be a central diner providing set meals en masse, uh, plus organised entertainments on a strict timetable. Uh, it would include competitions such as glamorous grannies, nobliest knees, and of course, bingo. Uh, the decor was like a 1930s version of the future, with lots of neon and giant toy soldiers, and later examples would have floral so clocks and monorails. It was regimented, communal fun, supervised by happy, smiling attendants who doubled as entertainers, uh, many of whom ran away and formed pop groups or became stand-up comics. Fun fact, uh, do you know Lee Mack, the comedian? Yeah. The British comedian. He <laughs> ran away from a holiday camp to become a comedian. Um, but the suicide rate was disturbingly high. Uh, from today's perspective, it looks a little bit like Eastern Europe just outside Cromare or Prestaton. Either that or the headquarters for a camp apocalypse-style cult. Uh, it's essentially like low-income holiday. Like, if you want a holiday on the cheap, you can come here and, like, it's like camping, but it's also like getting away. Uh, they were very cheap and very... Uh, uh, depressing, let's just say. Uh, they flourished after World War II. Uh, I mean, we could just leave was... it at the fact that you literally said they had a high suicide rate. But anyway, keep going. Mood. Um, they flourished after World War II uh, as the country was, quote, uh, tired, miserable, and desperate to pull itself together. In an age when, quote, abroad was a place that ordinary people only got sent during military service, and cheap air flights to exotic holiday locations seemed less likely than jetpacks, the camps weren't just something to do during the drizzly British, British summer, but a focal point for people who thought that the previous few years hiding out in bomb shelters was a good idea. 
Good-natured ritual humiliation was part of the package. Old people would make spectacles of themselves, parents would be forced to wear appalling fancy dress in front of their children, and all would be right with the world. Come the 1960s, the youth of Britain saw the whole idea as old-fashioned and embarrassing. Uh, essentially, patrols... <laughs> the patrols to prevent people sneaking out or having sex uh, made them ca have the similarity comparison to a, a German POW camp and make it a national joke. Um, apparently, one of, the one of the owners of most of the camps... Uh, stipulated that the number of single boys and single girls should be even, so the possibility of hol holiday romance was included in the pitch. Uh, so this is basically the setting for this. These types of holiday camps, where everyone's involved, everyone's, like, you're not just a guest, you're also kind of, like, paying your way, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, so then we get into the psychology that's getting in as well, because it's very Kafkaesque. But it's mm -hmm. also a lot. Uh, the big thing about this was uh, cognitive dissonance. Uh, the idea that essentially, uh, the way the book puts it is really crudely: uh, you don't believe in flying saucers. You see a light in the sky and conclude that there must be a weather or a balloon or something. You see a lenticular object crash onto your house and assume it was the engine from a jet. The neighbors film aliens crawling out of the wreckage, and you ask yourself why they bother to dress up their kids as Venusians rather than summon help. Then the news media announces first contact and offers you the cost of a new house in return for your story. You refuse, and, increasingly worried, stop drinking any water that isn't from bottles because obviously someone spiked the reservoirs with LSD. Why would everyone be going mad except for you? It's that sort of dissonance of, like, your thought process is completely disconnected from what's actually going on in reality. Uh, except in this, it's kind of uh, on a mass scale which is common to a lot of cults. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, and it's kind of breaks into, like, it's not just brainwashing. It is this cognitive dissonance that plays into it. Like, it's not just brainwashing of, like, we're happy, we obey. It's, we're happy, we like to work. Obeying is good. We obey the controller. There's no such thing as macro. Macro don't exist. Anyone who says macro exists must be punished. Uh, this sort of, like... To the point where you have characters like Ben when he's brainwashed, he'll see Macra and he'll fight them and get away from them. But then when he and Polly talk about it to the pilot and to the doctor and everything, Ben simply goes, there was nothing there. She's seeing things. She needs to be corrected. She's deluded, pilot. You must. She must be conditioned once more. Um, it's a, a lot deeper of an episode than the past few that we've gotten into, but... There's a lot of episodes that kind of play on concepts like this. Sorry, there's a guy with a big dick outside. Okay. But yeah, um, that's what we're in for. Uh, holiday camps actually come back in another episode, but it's actually a setting, so I don't really need to re-explain it then. Um, that's uh, Delta and the Bannerman in 1980, I want to say, 6. But mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, final episode, what happens? Um, the pipes are going weird, and the reserves are on standby, and the doctor's trying to help while Polly looks at some levers and buttons, and honestly, I don't know why Jamie isn't dead at this point, but he also because somehow he's, he's got strong. out and is running around, and the doctor's turning some wheels and says the pressure gauges are wrong, and then fucks with them, and confusion is for the experts, and Jamie's trying to fight off a crab while waiting for that error. 
and the doctor is being a five-year-old and steals the scientist's keys again and locks the door and control comes in and goes, what the fuck are you doing? And then the doctor fucking books it to another door and they lock it and are now somewhere. It's a pipe room. Polly's got some trauma and is scared, but Jamie's like, okay, and the, and fights the crab and the crabs run off. And then the gas is pumped back in and Jamie as Jamie finds an elevator and he leaves. And we hear some people singing and it's a pep rally talking about obeying control and singing. And Jamie <sighs> sneaks by like, bye, bitch. And then they confront him and they go, hey, you're a dancer, right? And he's like, uh-huh. And then I was like, I swear to God, if he does a fucking jig. And then he does a jig. <laughs> and they were like, well, what do you call that? No, shut up. Yep. They call that. Yep. What do they call that dance? And he's like, the Irish fling. And they're like, oh, why do you call it that? And he's like, oh, because I fling myself through the door. <laughs> and he does. And he's free. The doors swing forward. And There's the police nothing are there. there. They swing backwards. And the police <laughs> and- are there. And the gods of that. It's really fucking well edited. And Polly and the doctor found the controller and they peek through the window seeing... What do you think it is, Gam? Um, uh, a penis. It's crabs. Crab? Oh, God. It's got crabs? Yes. Oh, probably get that checked out. So the doctor's fucking with the pipes and they say, we should actually bring the pilot here because then he'll figure it out. And the police thinks the pilot is a piece of shit, and the pilot hates the police, and then the doctor walks in and goes, Hey, apologize to each other. Also, we're no long- we don't need to be arrested anymore, because that's legal, because we give ourselves up, and that's the rules. And Control tells everyone to fucking get back to work, and the pilot is like, Hmm, that's interesting, what does he mean? And Ben is having another moment, of course, looking at the rain, and then follows the pilot and the doctor. And the police- are put into command uh, by control, and so there's that. And then mm-hmm. the that entirely destroys the plan of the doctor, which fucking annoys me, but whatever. The crab then are seen looking in the window, and they're like, they're here! And Ben's hiding in the pipe room, hanging out while the police plan some shit. And then they're like, oh my god, those crabs real. And the crabs go, don't say that! That word I just said, don't say that word. No one say that word. It's so good. It's like, the macro, they're real. Macro aren't real. You're not allowed to say that. Don't say macro. (laughs) Don't say macro. Don't say macro. It's literally like that. It's it's like borderline comedic. It's like, macro aren't real. Don't say macro. You're not allowed to say macro. (laughs) It's against the law to say macro. Don't say it. I wish they went that extra step and, like, had the doctor go, but you just said it. Yeah. So, in four minutes, something is going to happen, and they lock everybody in the pipe room. And Ben's knocking on the door, going, what's up? And they want to help. And then he just flips some switches around, and gas is being pumped into the pipe room. And the Krebs sees this happening and goes, help! And then the Krebs are like, help! And then the gas gets redirected again and everybody gets all blown up because been through some switches and everyone's now back at the pep rally and they're celebrating and dancing and there's a dance ceremony and ben goes over to the doctor and goes hey we gotta leave and he's like why you shouldn't be in a rush and like they want to make you pilot and he's like fuck so they leave and that was the episode <laughs> yeah yeah i he's just like fuck that no yeah uh, <laughs> um, Macro Terror. I 
I feel like they could have tightened it up in a few areas, but all in all, I still really like this one. Um, it's not the best example of the type of writing, of the type of theming, but it's a good introduction to the the type of theming that Doctor Who is capable of. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Two out of ten? So, here's my problem. Because it's today... I probably will have a very skewed idea of this episode. I feel like I might like it in a different situation. But, like... Try and put yourself in that different situation. No, I'm not going to. Um, but, like, I don't know. uh, How do I put this? Like, I I like the, the usual story of, like, brainwashing and stuff. Like, that's interesting how they get around it and how it works out and shit. But, like... Then also, I don't know if I would be comfortable watching it again anytime soon, just right now, because, like, I already deal with worrying about death currently and people wanting me to die in our current day and age, and it's a lot to deal with constantly, and I constantly have to fucking think about it, so, you know, I, uh, three, probably. Ouch. I if I had seen this on a different day or maybe like three weeks ago, I probably would have rated it higher. So just for perspective, the last one that we watched, you rated it a four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then the Ooh, one before that. Dokey. The one before that, you rated a seven. Mm-hmm. And the one before that, a three. Mm-hmm. The other episode that this dude wrote, you rated it a five. Yeah. Like I said, if I was in any other mood, I probably would like this. So maybe add like three to the score. But like, I just can't fucking do this right now. Here, I'll I'll do this. I'll go three and then I'll put in brackets. It's so dense. (laughs) (laughs) Plus three if... um, if not 2020. Mm-hmm. There we go. I mean, I so I wouldn't even say 2020, but yeah, that's fine. Okay, well, if not, dear. No, if not, November 3rd. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that that, that re- rests a lot better within my soul. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, I'm glad you liked it at least, well, tried to like it as much as I could, considering circumstances. Here, let me leave you with a funny screenshot from this episode. Um, Mm -hmm. A better screenshot of things that are... Whoops, that's the wrong channel. There we go. A closer screenshot of um, old mate. There you go. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. Great. At least I didn't have to watch a shitty fucking telesnap. True. You don't have to watch that one for quite a bit. Um, just kidding, there's no more telesnaps. Um, <laughs> yet. Uh, so, the next episode! No, there's just... no more telesnaps because I will refuse to watch it. Dear. Hmm. Ne- next episode. The next episode. Released this year in mm-hmm. March. The Faceless Ones. Mm. A episode that I have been wanting to watch for years but I've mm-hmm. never been able to because I couldn't find telesnaps or anything or anything good. And 
I got the I got the fucking uh, animation recreation. I was like, I'm gonna save watching it. I'm gonna watch it live with Dia so we can watch it together and mm-hmm. see how much I like it, how much Dia likes it, and mm. how depressed I'm gonna be. Uh, because uh, it's six episodes. Anyway, uh, so we'll Are see you, you next week for the faceless mm-hmm. ones. Yep. <laughs> Watch, listen to all the podcasts. Tell a friend. That's your homework. <laughs> Tell one friend about the podcast. Do I give them homework? Fuck you. If you're going to put me through this episode today, they could have homework to distract them. <laughs> what if they enjoyed this? Well, if they enjoyed this, that's something. I'm glad you are enjoying the things that we're doing for you, and I hope to make more good content for you in the future! I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you next week for the Faceless Ones. Fuck! Wow.